Hi, I'm Jada. And I'm Cassidy. And this is Books with Benefits. This week we're talking about... The Reek by Lily Maine. This is the third book in the Monster series. Woohoo! I know, we're pretty hype. Finally, we're getting through this series, which is interesting because it builds on each other like so much. Mm-hmm. So lots of new things in this one. Um, yeah. So... Yep, let's get into it. Woohoo! Content warning, this podcast is not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following is trigger warnings provided by the author. Explicit sexual content, excessive bodily fluids, captivity and torture, graphic depictions of on-page killing, injury and violence, main character with severe anxiety, squid-like monster, and PTSD. Also, I just want to put an emphasis on on on-page killing for this book. Uh, Okay, so the following is the Goodreads summary. Life as a raider in the wastes where monsters roam and the military lurks is as easy as it sounds. I've been here for a long time, and the fear that courses through my blood every time I have to step outside our camp walls to scavenge never fades. No matter how many monsters you face and have to run for your life from, it doesn't ever get easier. But when I come across a bound and injured monster in an abandoned military base, I can't leave him behind. His presence in our camp is causing tension, but I can't bring myself to care when I get to see a different side to him. To him. (laughs) When he starts to show who he is beneath the pain and lingering trauma. But despite his gentle nature, I soon discover why others are so desperate to own him. Why the military, and now the stranger lurking outside our camp wants to put him back in chains and take him away from me. There's something hiding under his skin, something that threatens to upend my entire life, the one I've spent my years carefully protecting out here. There's a reason why all other monsters fear him. The Reek is book three of the Monster series, a post-apocalyptic male-male fantasy series that features monsters and human men falling in love. And Lily Main states it's best to read the books in order, and we agree on that. I definitely suggest reading these ones in order. For sure. Yep. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this was an interesting read. Yeah. I do think this one's a little uh, different than the other ones so far. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it just has a different feel than the first two. Mm-hmm. But I do think that also may have something to do with, because I was just thinking about this the other day when we started, uh, so we started the fourth book in the series now, um, like we started reading that one, but, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of like caught in my brain that this is the first one we've read from a raider perspective. So maybe that's oh, why. I think, why I think this one is different, the monster in this one is different than the other monsters. Yeah, that's true, that it, it is... Yeah, and he, there's a different. specific thing that happens that we'll talk about later on that I'm ah, like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, how about we get into some ratings? That sounds good. Okay. Um, overall, what do you got? Um, overall, three stars. Okay, I gave it a four. So okay, 
Okay. <laughs> and I feel like that may be, at least right now, that feels like a consistent marker for this series for me. Like, in overall, if I could give the series right now a star rating, it would be four. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, they don't always hit the mark, like, a hundred bajillion percent I'm in love. But I think they're all good books. So Yeah. I think my ratings, like... So for Soul Eater, I'm pretty sure I gave it a four. Um, Eden, I gave a four point five, and now the Reek, I gave a three. So there's a pretty big difference for me on this book compared to the other ones. But I can still see how other people, you know, really enjoy this one, and yeah, it's still sure. one that they are really into. Okay, what about Smut? Would you give it? Um, Smut, I I mean, I gave it a four. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I gave it a three point five. So yeah. I really only gave it a – there's a lot of smut in this one. So Yeah, there's quite a bit. Just – there's a lot of smut, a lot of <laughs> bodily fluids. Um, <laughs> excessive bodily fluids. Now, excessive. You'd be right about that one. <laughs> you, you were right on the mark there, Lily Maine, with that excessive because holy <laughs> shit. Um, what about fluff? Uh, fluff, I gave a three. Oh, I gave it a 2.5, so – yeah, um, I do feel like they're, like, Aori's pretty fluffy. I like the interactions, mm-hmm. so I gave it a three for that I one. I hope that's how you say his name, by the way. And I know there's one little pronunciation in there, but even then it didn't really... I know, the one little pronunciation makes me think it's Aori, but when you read the name, it, it makes me like think Aori. Aori, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. based on the pronun- pronunciation, I want to say Aori, because I want to try to say it right. Same. Um, what did you give it for plot um okay oh oh now I, I gave it a 2.5 oh well i give it a 3.5 yeah the that's where it kind of i think got me with this one see and i think i may just be associating it so much with the other books that you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. as a series i think that's why i kind of maybe gave it a little higher um because i do appreciate the connection um mm-hmm. the, there's the, some parts that i really like yeah uh just the general plot though like there was some decisions made in here that i'm like oh what the fuck <laughs> yikes or i kind of wish there were some more conversations had that weren't that weren't made like yeah. i think if there were a couple conversations put in here it would have really like bumped up my rating for this book yeah i definitely get where you're going um, so that being said, I do think this one's worth the read, especially if you're doing the oh, series. Yeah. I definitely, like, it's definitely worth the read. Um, um, it just wasn't my, I mean, like in general, three stars, a very average uh, rating for me. And I do think if you're committed to the series, which I'm assuming if you made it this far, you probably are, um, then you're going to want to read this one because also the reek is talked about quite a bit before this book, um, at least mentioned mm-hmm. here and there. So that like suspense is enough alone to make you want to read the book it is very and like you're just wondering this whole book like man is he about to like go crazy go stupid like <laughs> and let me just tell you i don't even know if you can prepare yourself for what really happens good for me. the crazy stupid that we encounter in this book yeah it's wild god so that being said go read it um give it a read um and then we'll come back and we'll chit chat about it because i'm sure we've got a lot to say about this one yep let's go Books. 
All right, so the plot of this one, um, like Cassidy just read in the little synopsis, um, it starts out with some uh, of our raiders. Uh, Ghost, he's the main raider, um, and his BFF rig. Um, they're so sweet. I, I love those two. Um, yeah, they're cute. They are cute. Um, and so they're out on a mission, kind of, for their little raider camp, looking for things that might lead them back to what happened to one of their leaders, Cat. Yeah, which we talked about in Eden. I think we Mm -hmm. mentioned him um, in the last podcast because he is in Eden's book, um, which can't wait to figure out where that's going. Yeah. Um, So Cat has disappeared. Anchor, one of the leaders, well, the other leader at the raider camp is like, I need to figure out where Cat is. Anchor, get your shit together. We're- Anchor, get your fucking shit together, <laughs> bitch. If you send baby ghost out into the raids one more time, I'm going to fucking lose it and murder your ass, Anchor. That's all I said about that. She gets her shit together a little bit by the end of the book, but Jesus. But she's sending this poor okay. baby out into the waste. Okay. And so she sends Ghost and Rig. They're on. They go to actually, ding, 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 the Nebraska base. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been back there over and over and over again. Um, yep. And actually, whenever they it mentions like whenever they get there, um, they made note of new tire tracks uh, leaving the base, mm-hmm. which is obviously a reference from Hunter and Charlie leaving. Leaving. The base. So these play. I mean, you can kind of think of it as, like, Eden and the Reek kind of happening in the same time. Yeah, the same time period, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so they go in, they're, like, looking around, and then they stumble upon the Reek, which at the time they do not know is the Reek. Um, it, yeah. Auri uh, is chained up um, and looks sad and just, like, little a poor baby little baby. Fucked up, his legs fucked up. Yeah, when his wings, wings fucked up. up. So poor baby, and they kind of communicate with him. He's not really talking a whole lot or anything, and they take him with them back to the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, there, they kind of take care of him, like kind of nurse him back to health a little yeah. bit. The camp's pretty divided on having a monster in the camp. Yeah, for sure, definitely divided. Um, and so that's causing kind of a riff here and there with some of the other people in the camp. Um, but, of course, Ghost and Rig are like, he's mm-hmm. staying. He's going to be here. And we until- meet Lilac. Oh, is- yes, we meet Lilac. Um, <laughs> Lilac, who's kind of, uh, he's kind of like the camp protector. Yes, you know? yeah. He's very quiet, very. Which is so funny. Cass and I are balls deep in this series. And oh, so- balls deep. <laughs> we have literally, we jumped into Lily Main's Instagram, which, girl, we love your Instagram. Um, the Twitter? Holy, holy hell, shit. Y'all Twitter. go get on the Twitter. Um, and so we have seen fan art of Lilac uh, in the book. Uh, it's one of the upcoming books. I don't want to spoil anything for those of you who don't get invested. Mm-hmm. But so, but Lilac, the appearance of Lilac looks a lot different from what you oh, think. nothing what I expect expected okay and like the personality versus the appearance is very interesting yeah. um mm-hmm. and of lilac course, is a bad bitch Let's lilac is a bad bitch i am obsessed um so i'm so obsessed yeah so we get to meet lilac in this book um and so they you know they're they're nursing our back to health um and then here comes that motherfucking thing from eden's book the big yep. old RV being pulled by monsters. Um, mm-hmm. 
and there is a crazy motherfucker inside. So, um, it's a lady named Mary, um, and she's a collector of monsters. Um, and ding, ding, ding. We've done been predicting this one. She is teamed up with the military, um, which we don't figure out until later in the book, but you know, um, so she like gets things from the military for collecting these monsters and yada 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 and she has heard that Auri is at the camp. Um mm-hmm. and she wants him. And, everybody wants the reek. Yeah, because the reek Well, maybe we should state that, you know, like there's a lot of things about the reek. Monsters are terrified of the reek. Right. Because it is supposed to, you know, be like the most fearsome monster in existence. Like even uh when told Danny, like if you ever see the reek, just run. Like, right, you just, just go. Yeah. Just go. And, and it's so... I do think Auri... I will give mad props to Lily Maine because I... I knew the hat had to drop sometime. But, yeah. you know... Because he's he's set up to be such a... Oh, I'm little. I'm so scared. Look I'm at so this little, little baby. I just want to be good and mm-hmm. I'm so caring. And and you know this whole time, you know like shit's gonna happen, like it's obvious. But when it does happen, oh my god, it's no, it's so much more than I, even I was assuming yes. it was going to be. So let me let me backtrack for just a minute. So in this book, they go out to the RV to try to negotiate with Mary and be like, please fucking leave. And she's like, I'm waiting till the monster leaves. And so fucking anchor is sending poor ghosts back out to do more missions and and ghost yeah. is like i don't want to go and then so ghost starts to fall for Auri, of course um yeah and now he's staying in his little in his little in his room tent house yeah, yeah so cute and taking care of the chickens and it's just so cute um yep. so that whole interaction is precious they and then of course they start fucking there's lots of sex um and then so some things transpire. The camp is still really divided on Auri being there. And they come up with a plan that Auri and Ghost should leave and go to a neighboring camp, a camp down the way that they know is somewhat friendly. Um, and oh and it's God. just for information for Kat. Like, that's literally it. That's all it is. And... Um, they think it'll give enough time to tell Mary that Auri's gone, so then they can come yeah. back. Um, and in this time period, we also meet Moth. We've been waiting a little bit to get introduced. <laughs> and freaking I Moth. Am, I have been utterly fucking obsessed with she the Moth, Moth fanfic. So I, obsessed. So meeting him, and he's... Okay, I'm not going to spoil who he's... I almost just said it. I'm not yeah, going to spoil yeah, you who can't he's going to be with. But I am so... I'm so excited for Moth. I can't it's gonna even be good. tell you. I, I'm excited too, but I do think the introduction to him we get is really funny. Um, Moth had, like, feelings for Ghost. <sighs> Moth does have feelings for Ghost, and it's so... And it's sad. And I'm going to have a feeling, like, I mean, something really not good was happening and that's yes. why like i don't think uh, well what happened was <laughs> what anyway what had happened was they're like moth and ghost were on like a little adventure scouting thing yeah. going to find something and you know they it was stated you know they were kind of flirting mm-hmm. 
even Ghost was kind of like, oh, I think, you know, ooh, we, ooh, we got the here. fuck. And then um, I guess there were, <laughs> how it's described is really funny. There's some little monsters <laughs> and um, Moth just kind of dipped out. And, you know, Ghost was like, you left me for dead. They could have killed me. And Moth's like, they weren't going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I think something bad was happening, and then Moth, like, I think we're going to find out what that is later. But. Yeah, and get a little more info. But also, Moth is half human, half monster. Yeah, and that's, so. Which is cool. kind of, yeah, made a big deal that, like, he's not accepted by humans, and he's not accepted by monsters. Right, that he's not accepted by So, either. I feel like we're going to get a lot of uh, uh, trauma in the in Moth's book. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, we meet Moth. They go, Auri and Ghost go to the camp. Um the neighboring camp down the way. I forget. It has a name, but I forget. Um, I forget. And so they get there, and someone else has taken over the camp. Mind you, the people who lived in the camp, are a lot of them are still there. Yeah. However, the leader is not there. Mm-hmm. And the leader is, like, threatening Ghost. And I think, doesn't he hit Ghost? Yep. Yep. Well, Ghost, ghost gets hit. Ghost. And it's been brought up. That, like, really the reek is, like, you can do whatever you want to the reek. It can handle its own pain. It's whenever something, like, happens that it views as a possession to himself. Whether it's his things, it's a person, Mm -hmm. whatever he feels like he has claimed, Mm -hmm. then, you know, the reek comes out. And let me just say, did Ah! the reek come out? Oh, my fuck. So, it is literally one of the most gory, violent scenes and you're just like praying to the heavens that it will be over i mean it's like real shit it's not just like a oh he goes through and which i mean i mean obviously this is spoilers but he slaughters the whole camp everyone a massive camp it was and i mean the good people the all of them all of them and he turns into like this big monster the descriptions of this monster (laughs) horrific horrific and like the him killing them, like him picking two of them up, flying up, flinging them to the ground, their bodies bouncing. Up. I mean, it right, is crazy, it's insane. And Ghost is just standing there, like, oh my god, like <laughs> what the fuck? I've been fucking this guy, and he's acting like a psycho. And then, oh my god, what is oh? Ghost's real name is Gage, right? I think, yeah, I think so. And then, so the monster's like, Gage? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm running out of here. What the, <laughs> Get what me the, the hell? hell out of here. Like, what is going on right now? God, it's just crazy. I mean, it's really, really insane. Um, and It's so crazy. One thing that we didn't note is there is only one reek. It's just our reek. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because something with, like, their... Their type, they like their people, like the Reeks, like fought each other to the death yeah. until there was one left, and so he holds like all the, like all the memories of the past Reeks. Um, yeah, they kind of work like like phoenixes, like yeah. Once, once it dies, it's reborn out of you know like the life seed or what the fuck ever they call it. <laughs> yes, yes. But, and it yeah. was just really, really insane um i'm sure Cass will have some quotes to share from that because i i i've told you guys before i read things so quickly i like don't even highlight because i'm like oh my god oh my god and so that happened have, with this i scene. have some highlights for that because i was just like and then well right afterwards <laughs> they're kind of walking back and it's like 
Ghost is just like, oh, it's, I mean, it's okay. that was <laughs> fucked up, but I still love you. And I'm like, okay, I can understand that. But also, let's acknowledge what the fuck just happened back right, there. Right, right. Like, like, let's talk about this shit. for a minute. We can't just leave it be. Like, this is, it would be one thing if he just killed a bunch of bad people. Right. But he killed a bunch of, like, probably mostly good people. Oh, yeah, definitely mostly good people. And, and like, they're raiders. There's not that many of them to start with. <laughs> and he just wiped out, like, a hundred of them. Like, it was crazy. It was massive. And he just killed everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Like, so, their camp was in an old prison, I think. Yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. Um, they So he kills basically the whole camp. They, you know, Aurie's like, it's okay. Like, I, I promise I didn't mean to do that. And and poor Ghost is like, what the fuck? But also, I do still love you. And then they do be fucking, so then I'm confused. No, he literally sucks. Ghost literally sucks his dick. I mean, like, right after this happened. I almost and wonder I, if it's a coping mechanism. Like, he's seeing if it, like, if it'll calm him down. Okay, but what the <laughs> fuck? Okay, okay, that's, we're not okay with that. We're not okay. And absolutely not. <laughs> I just wish, see, this is where I'm talking about where I wish the commentary came in. Yeah. I think a lot of what I, and sure, this is just a monster smut book. You don't have to think this deep about it. But... If we had had a conversation of, like, that, let's acknowledge what happened and how terrible and wrong that was. And let's, like, try to work through this and have, like, real conversation. Because a lot of the things, like, I guess conversations that are had in that part, they're just inner monologue. Like, yeah. it's hardly anything of them actually talking to each other yeah. about what happened. It's not a lot of back and forth for sure. And I do think that you're right. If we had an inner mon- or like an actual conversation, it would be better than just the inner monologue. Especially even just a like, I regret it. Like I can't believe I did that. Like I'm so sorry. Like yeah. And he says like I'm sorry, but and then he also is just like I I don't want to talk about this. I can't talk about this right now. And I'd be like, well, also you just killed about a hundred fucking people back there. <laughs> so I think maybe we need to have a little chat. Like. <laughs> It really, that's exactly how it feels, though, because it's, I mean, it's insane. Um, so that being said, he kills everyone. They go yep. back to the camp. Um, stupid. 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 God, and then um, there's, but before we get back to the camp, though, there's that other scene where, well, he, because he goes crazy, goes stupid again oh, before they yes. get back. Yes. And but he calms this, down. He calms down. He does calm. Oh, also, apparently... This the time where he turned and, and killed all those people. That was his first time ever doing that. And so ever turning. And I I would believe it though because if he hadn't been, you know, like threatened, he hadn't had a possession or you know like someone he cared yeah. about like he does ghost. Then I figure sure like yeah. He I just do suffered. find it very like inter- Like that was his first time he ever. And then like a couple days later he could then control it. We'll get in, into that. But I was just yeah. Like, that that's a little convenient no but i do think too though with monsters of course things can always be different and just curated to how like exactly how the author wants them yep that's true so i don't know i mean i know that alry is just troublesome but um at the end of this one so things get really fucking crazy there for a minute um alry like leaves and um ghost is depressed 
Um, and he wants Aury to come back. And I think, is it Moth that's helping him look? Uh, no, it's Lilac. Oh, Lilac. Um, and Rig is gone. Oh, hell. Which, this motherfucker. Okay, so Mary, the crazy bitch outside, <laughs> she's got the two big things pulling the RV. And there's a big guy with a massive cage, like, on his head and, like, who doesn't speak. Um... Which is interesting. So when the, the first time they go out to negotiate with Mary, Rig stays outside. Very interesting too. Which it's like for Rig's character, very yeah, he like kind of scared of the waste. Like doesn't really like to yeah, be out he's there. Like, I'm gonna stay out. I see this monster. Me like it. He I'm said, stay "Me out. stay outside." <laughs> <laughs> um, so you learn more about that in the fourth book, of course, because it's about him. Um, and so. Rig is gone by the time Ghost and Aury, well, by the time Ghost is back and Aury has left. Um, and so that's like a whole mess. But um, I forget, Aury comes back, right? Yeah, well, Moth goes to go right. find Aury because he sees how sad Ghost is. And, you know, Moth, I mean, still loves him and hates and- seeing him sad. And so he... Literally, that is the last thing Moth would ever want to do is go find right, go find the this. Reek. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like, uh-uh. but he does. Apparently, all monsters have like this sense too of sometimes other monsters. Yeah, like but this innate like fear, like an instinct. Almost, yeah, yeah, just like, and so he knows Moth knows when he's found him because. He can feel. He starts to feel like, I need to fucking dip out of this place. <laughs> and then he's like, perfect, I found him. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Um, and so I forget exactly how it transpires, but Cutter is being... Cutter is a shithead in the camp who's always hated. Yeah, and he Allie. also lost his hand because he tried to touch <laughs> the, like, the weird dog that Mary has. It's not a dog, it's a monster. But it's like little and it bit his hand off. Yeah. So he's kind of fucked up, and so he goes, and he's, like, insulting Ghost, essentially. Ghost yeah. is, is Ghost on a watch, on maybe? Yeah, he's Yeah, on, they're up on the wall. And Cutter's, like, insulting him, and then Cutter is, like, shoving him, and Cutter shoves Ghost off the wall. Yeah. Thank God that Auri holds it together. The motherfucker swoops over with those big-ass wings and... Catches ghosts, of course. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't turn, right? He does turn. But not com- not completely. He, like... He he turns, but um, Ghost is able to, like, talk him off the ledge. Right, right. Because, from, and the only people who saw him turn were Cutter and Lilac. Right, right. And Lilac's like, I ain't seen I, shit. Yeah. Lilac was like, I didn't see shit. I didn't <laughs> see anything. I don't know what the hell he talking about. I'm so obsessed with Lilac. I also can't wait for that one. Now, Me but. too. So, Lilac's book is uh, Seraph. So I know I didn't I didn't want to spill the beans, but he, but you so, said, oh, I'm just going to spill. I'm off. just going to spill it anyway. Well, honestly, though, if you're at this point in the books, you I would think you would already know that, mm-hmm. especially knowing just like a reading about the different characters yeah. within the other books. Mm-hmm. Although I made a great prediction about Seraph. She did. She did. I was in that shit, bitch. Okay. She knew. Anyway. <laughs> so, we were um so we finished this book, you know, and so everything's fine. Don't they Oh, they're going to look for Rig. 
That's yeah. basically what's happening. Alry and Ghost are leaving to go find Rig because Rig is now with Mary, the crazy psycho, trying to get <sighs> poor Gloam out of there. Um, so, yeah. And the Boralesh. Is that what they're called? Boraleshes? Yeah, that sounds right. Those big old monsters yeah. pulling the RV. Yeah, so things. And, funny story, the Boraleshes are the ones that are outside of the homestead that Eden and Hunter and Charlie are currently in. So... Yep, that's true. A little bit of everything everywhere. Um, a lot of monsters going on here. And I want to drop this tidbit in there for those of you who may not have seen it yet. I'm just not very observant until like Cass pointed it out, I think, um, that there's an index in the back of Lily Main's books, uh, like on, like I guess on Kindle. I don't know about, we don't have physical copies, so I don't know. But um, And it includes like details about all the things that you may not know about. The and then- indexes are phenomenal. Like there's a monster index. There's like a flora index, like about the plants. Yeah, it's really cool. There's like all the characters where you've seen them, where you've seen them before. Right. So if you um, are very unobservant, like little Jada, that hey. would be um, a great resource. For you. It is It is really nice. I've kind of referred to it a lot. Actually, I have a highlight from it here in a minute that I want to talk yeah. about. But it's nice because she also throws in some little like tidbit. Like if it's talking about a character, she might throw in like, ooh, and we might, you know, we might see them later in like in this little this, thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of fun. But um, yeah, so that's... Uh, that's the reek, um, and I'm sure we have a lot of things to talk about from it, so we can just jump right in, just feet first. Just, yeah, feet yeah. first. <laughs> Head first. Head first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, did I, well, I guess we're going breach today, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about oh, some of these quotes. Oh, God. Okay, okay. Can I just say my first one is at 1%. Can I read it? Yeah. Okay, so it's Ghost uh, kind of thinking about how the monsters, um, like, had escaped from the the Nebraska (laughs) base. And I think think Rig said rebelled. And then he says, you say rebelled like they weren't being held captive and probably tortured, guessing they hadn't had an opportunity to bust out before they did. Like, damn. You're right. Mm -hmm. Except for Daddy Wynn. He does what he wants. Yeah. My my first one is also from 1%. um, But mine is just uh, the description of Rig. Mm. Um, And then so... This is ghost thinking. But then Rig was weird. He basically lived on hand-rolled cigarettes and vintage porn. Uh, Same bitch. (laughs) Me too, Rig. (laughs) It's so cute. I love that. Yeah, that was good. It's so cute. Um, So there's a bunch of... I have a bunch of quotes, man. Oh, my God. I know. I'm really trying to go through... I need... It's hard because when I'm reading these, I want to highlight all the... All those little things I notice, I highlight... I did and that so, more with this one. And so then um, I'm trying to like weed, weed them out. <laughs> I have, where, what next percentage do you want to share? Uh, you can go where, you can read whatever you want to. Okay, well, I have one from 4% um, and it's when they have discovered Auri um, and they don't yet know if Auri's a boy or a girl and they don't know anything about him. But um, it's like Ghost is watching Rig interact with Auri, and it says, mm-hmm. the monster sucked in a breath and shuddered. Then they slowly turned their hand and laced their fingers through rigs. 
Yeah. That is adorable. I know. What percent was that? Four. Okay. I want it seven. Okay, go ahead. Um, This is another just rig thing that I think is funny. Uh, You know, Rig's over here dying because he's hot. And Ghost is like, you're the one who insists on wearing a leather mask. And he's like, yeah, because it looks hot as shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're so funny. I, I just, yeah, I think it's funny. I like the description of, um, like this one. Oh, at nine, nine percent. Do you have anything before that? Um, no. I just at nine percent. I have when they're in the cave. When Aury like, like kind of. I'll just read it. Protect, um, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says they were covering us. I realized with their wing, they had protected us. The monster made a soft pain noise. As beneath my fingertips, the wing moved inward, back towards the monster's body. I suddenly remembered when they had tried to move their wings before at the base, and it had seemed like they couldn't, like the intact one was useless without the damaged one. Had it hurt them to stretch it out to cover us? So he had just mm-hmm. protected the like the boys with his wings, which was really sweet. Um And so there's another one right here at 10. Do you have any at 10%? Um, let me see. No, I don't have any at 10. Okay, so I have one just about a description of Aori. Um, Their features were a fascinating blend of delicate and masculine, almost androgynous. I couldn't stop staring. And it's really sweet because I think that that's a a good description of Aori. It kind of puts into perspective exactly what he looks like. So that's a good one. I have some around like 15%. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is when Ghost still feels like Aori can't, doesn't like him, is scared of him, is not comforted by him. And, you know, this is still when like he's kind of holding Rig's hand and like, you know, Rig's like soothing him. It's really cute. Which is sweet. But um, so this is when like, you know, Ghost is going to leave. And Rig's like, wait, um, he reached for you. Uh-huh. And he's like, what? He's like, when you turned, he reached for you. He doesn't want you to leave. I think he's scared. Uh-huh. Will you just stay while Apollo does this? Uh, Rig glanced back at one. He's in shock and freaked out and terrified. Come on. So this is actually when they're still calling Aori one. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, he has the number one like tattooed on him. Yeah. From being in the military camp. Poor baby. He was the first one there. Yeah, and then a little bit uh, later on, um, mm-hmm. he was like, why in the hell did you make me keep talking back there? And this is like whenever all that was happening. And gave him a shug, dork. They He they he calls him dork all the time. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's book. Um, and then so he said he likes your voice, Rick said. Aww. It was obvious you kept you were keeping him calm. Right after that, at like 20%, um, poor Ghost is having like some really intrusive thoughts. Um, and there's like, he's very self deprecating. Um, he has a lot of like insecurities. And Anchor has asked him to go back out, and he very much does not want to. Um, number one, because Aori's there and he wants to like help take care of him. And because he just hates going out there anyway, which I can't say I blame him. Um, 
And there's a quote, it's a, like his inner monologue, and it's, she's going to kick you out, an insidious voice in my brain whispered, if you can't be useful, why would she keep you? Oh, mm-hmm. This poor baby. And I do think a lot of us have those feelings of like, if I'm not useful, if I'm not providing purpose to someone, then why would they why want would they me? want to keep me? Mm-hmm. And it um, sucks. That's horrible. And that's a bad, like a sad way to feel. Yeah. There's one at, um, <laughs> to lighten the mood, uh, uh, let's see, Ghost goes and gets Aori some books to you know, <laughs> read while he's doing whatever. He just blindly picks some books and he goes and <laughs> it's like going through them and he's like, this one is my face flamed and I immediately put it back down. Gay erotica. Probably not the best <laughs> first choice to put him at ease. <laughs> And then Rig sees it and he's like, ooh, I'll take that one for the road. That's for me. <laughs> also, I literally everyone in, I guess everyone in the series is like, we will fuck all of the guys. Yeah, we all stand guys, being gay. All of them. And I do think it's really interesting that those conversations are never brought up in the books. Yeah, yeah. I do. Well, Not in a bad or good way, just interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I do. I almost wonder, of course, if it's just like a choice to not acknowledge that it's even like a, you know, something that people. It's it's yeah. never, oh, you're you're having sex with boys. Uh, it's always, oh, you're having sex with monsters. So. Yeah. It's almost like, who cares if it's a guy? It's a monster. Like, <laughs> Which, you know, I I wouldn't care if it was a monster, so, man. But, yeah, and I mean, honestly, some of these monsters are kind of androgynous. Like, yeah. take Wynn or... For example, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, that's kind of best of both worlds right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Word. That's why I'm looking forward to Moth. I know, Moth, oh, eyebrow I'm so wiggle. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> love me a good cock pocket. Yeah, we love a uh, cock pocket. <laughs> It's like hot. Po- that's. I wish we could name this pocket. episode "Hot Pocket Cock Pocket." Yeah, although he doesn't. He Aurie does not have one. No. Uh, the, yeah. Let's. Let's see. Do you have anything? Um, I don't really have anything I want to read until thirty-one. Okay. Um. Oh, this is whenever. Um. So he went. Uh, Ghost went out. There's a lot of names in these books. <laughs> so Ghost went out, you know, because he was told to, to go look right. for whatever. And because to go back to the military base, mm-hmm. he gets, I mean, he gets chased by this crazy squid motherfucking thing. monster. And what are those? A Carrick? I think it, like it is a Carrick, I think. It's the one that ripped off Eden's leg. Damn, that's that a good memory. Time. Good job. I, listen, I told you, I'm in it. We are invested <laughs> in this world. That's crazy. And um, and poor little, poor baby ghost. I mean, he mm-hmm. went through it that time. After that time, he was really like, I'm going to die. Like, like she's I'm going to die out me, here. Like, yeah. Is this worth me dying? Yeah, poor guy. And um, so he comes back. And then this is Aurie coming into, like, his little room. Uh she's he's still calling him one at this point once big black eyes looked endlessly as they searched my face and my breath caught when he took a hesitant limping step closer to me you don't look well i winced well if that wasn't code for you look like shit 
I tried to clear my throat, but it felt thick and swollen. I ignored the urge to reach up and fuss with my hair, which always got a weird curl in it from the rain. I got caught in the rain and couldn't get dry. I clutched the straps on my backpack tighter in my fist, holding it at my side. It's just a cold. I'll be fine. My words seemed to have the opposite effect of what I'd intended. A mildly panicked look struck one's features, and he took another limping step closer. Shall I get rig? And then this is all about, like, <laughs> so cute. Owie was like, let me take care of you, sweet little boy. So cute. My sweet little boy. <laughs> It, so it and he goes and gets him food. And yes, like, it's so precious. And he's like so mad. He's like, "Why would Anchor do this? Why would it? Why does she keep sending you out there? Tell her no." <laughs> he is <laughs> Alry. I think I know that this is done on purpose, but like Alry really is such a sweetheart. Like, yeah, it's very purposeful. I mean, for who he is, I yeah. think that's how it had to be. Because if he wasn't. There was no, there would be no coming back from that no, scene that happens. No. no. There's one, so, Alry, so, Ghost has been reading to Alry because he, mm-hmm. it comforts him, his voice does, and oh my god, adorable. And this is, when that happens is when yes, Alry starts reading to yes, Ghost. Yes, to Ghost, and it, the interaction there is like, it says, one gazed at me with big liquid eyes. I will read to you instead, he said, a thread of fierce determination in his soft voice. Oh. And then right mm-hmm. after that, um, oh, it talks about, I didn't realize Aury's tongue is forked. I don't yeah. know what how I missed that one. Um, yeah. And there's uh, this one right here when he figures out Aury's name. Um, it's, I stopped and quickly propped myself up on my elbow when I realized there was something else he could tell me now. Wait, what's your real name? After a moment, one's face broke into a huge, beautiful grin, and I knew that was it. I was utterly smitten, totally 100% gone for this strange winged monster with creepy black eyes and ghostly green-tinged skin. Owry, he said. Mm-hmm. Oh, did little baby. Yeah. I have one when they're talking about, like, him, him finding Owry at the base, and Aury says, I heard your voice and it cut through everything else, through all the noise in my head. It sounded important. And um, then this is still whenever, like, Ghost is fucked up from all all that other shit. Uh, I heard Aury let out a little sympathetic noise. Poor Ghost, he says. His wings made a rasping sound against the side of the mattress as he shifted. I will go and get you some food. You need to eat. Oh, like, it's just... He's very cute. Like, what a good baby. Okay, so I have I one. Uh, do you have anything before 37 you would like to share? Um, I have one at, oh, well, I have two at 37. I don't know what they are, but. Okay, well, the this one. This is whenever Moth gets injured. So okay, so yes, like that. that's what I want to talk about. Because there's one sentence. So they had just, uh, Mary had just arrived, and they realized, like, this is weird. This is not really in our normal realm. Like, we need some outside help. And someone, I don't know who even says it. I just, I, I highlighted just a little eeny beeny tiny quote. Um, and it's just, we need moth. And yep. the feeling that I had when that quote <laughs> appeared was very similar to how I felt when I saw the newest Spider-Man movie. And um, and Tobey Maguire, like, walks, sorry, spoiler, uh, Tobey Maguire, <laughs> Tobey Maguire walks through the, like, the circle or whatever. The, yeah, the portal. And everyone's like, yeah! Yeah, that like, was that's how I screaming, felt. <laughs> screaming, yeah. crying, throwing up, shitting. I have that. I have that whole paragraph. Okay, um, read it to us because I just have the little tiny one. Uh, 
<laughs> we need moth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as the words registered alarmed pinged my gut, I looked at Anchor and knew she was about to say the very last thing I wanted her to. We need moth. I felt my lip curl involuntarily, but knew better than to voice my distaste at our leader's decision in front of everyone. Rig, decidedly less phased, seeing as Moth had never seeing as Moth had never screwed him over and left him for dead, shrugged. Sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like it was just such like a if there's one person that's gonna help us solve this problem, this is who it's gonna be. And I love that like this is who we need. Like we need Moth. And I yeah. I just really do love that. And they were like so ghost is still like not feeling completely better they're trying to figure out who they're going to send to go find moth so anchor's telling cutter to go and cutter's basically telling her fuck you i'm cutter said i ain't fucking leaving because i'm a weak ass bitch yeah and then so and anchor is such a weak bitch too because she Mm. says this but then she still doesn't make him go so no she was like how about this then anchor barked arm shaking with anger and tension as she clenched her hands into fist by her side her eyes flashed as she stared at him you either go out there and look for moth or you go out there and look for a new place to live either way you're going out there now see that sounds like a bad bitch but then she ends up being like oh fine ghost will you just go like i hate that i hate that shit i know i hate that i wanted anchor to really have a turning point there and she just didn't i was i know and i do think she She's, I'm sure, going through, like, a lot of shit right now. Right, especially obviously. with Kat being gone and, yeah. I know. And I think I'm going to love Kat. Me too. Although I'm still mad at, I'm so mad at him. for. <laughs> I'm he really caused mad so at many right problems. He, Kat, I swear to God, there better be a grand plan as to why you didn't just leave that fucking prison. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Yeah, because he really could have <laughs> went with Hunter and Eden and Charlie. Yeah, and then come and, back. Right, and they, I bet you, they would have helped him. In a theoretical world? I'm saying, like, all of these people, like, think of all the ties we have now. I mean, you could have gotten everyone and anyone to come back and help you with that. you know who could have fucking called? Uh, Fucking motherfucking Eden could have called Moth, and Moth could have took Cat back. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah. Like, damn. So much. So I have Uh, one. Do you have one? Any any before uh, 42? Um... I mean, I, no, (laughs) this is whenever uh, Cutter is being a shithead. Uh, Ghost thinks he can bring a beastie into the camp too. I don't know, boy, why don't tell us what you've been doing in there in your room for the last week? (gasps) And like, I will say, I'm sure it's very, I wish we kind of had more middle ground i think the best middle ground we've seen as in a character has been charlie so far oh yeah of like i'm trying to accept this i just need like obviously time to process this because this is not what i'm used to right and i think his care like that is a a good description view of that whereas in this book they're kind of like either completely against it or i mean like completely fine with it but yeah cutter was really just like just god cut her such an asshole just a straight up fuck although you. tell me why i did kind of feel a little bit bad at the- <laughs> i didn't i said put him out there well i'm scared because there's he's gonna come back there's something's gonna happen with him in some future i book. hope I not jesus it. don't say that oh come on like that don't is a that. that is obvious he's gonna get a little group of little fucking people and they're gonna be like i'm 
the monster killers and we're coming to kill all you monster boyfriends. I can already see it. I'd be so All you monster boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> see, okay, and now I'm really sad that Lily has taken down the shorts because the more we read these characters like, and we discover each of them, there's one that includes like everyone at the at the homestead right is the christmas at the homestead and i want to read it so fucking bad i know and now we almost know everyone we're getting so close we do still have several books to read right yeah several left in the series but like i think lore comes out like next month we still have and oh my god four books that we need to read y'all this audiobook for soul eater i am ready i am ready i am ready to hear what they do for Wynn's voice. I hope it's good. I'm going to skip right to that part. There's this person where I work who has this really, really squeaky wheelchair. And whenever I hear him coming down the hall, that's what I think of Wynn's voice <laughs> sounding like. The squeaky wheelchair. It's like, and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's his voice. That's Wynn. Um, I have one at 42, and I think it really shows the dynamic between Rig and Ghost. Um, and it's really short. It's just Rig leaned forward and kissed my cheek before he left the room. And I just love that, like, closeness that Rig and Ghost have, that good, like, wholesome friendship. So I just yeah. really appreciate it. And it was really cute whenever he was like, Ghost, I want to. Can I kiss you? That little part was Oh, so yeah. Although, why was it that I was like, it was so anticlimactic when Ghost was like, my name's Gage. <laughs> and I was like, now, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Gage? Uh, it's fine, but I think Ghost is, a, is... But it does show some interesting, like, dynamics with raiders of, like, no one shows their faces because mm-hmm. you know, they don't want the military to know what their faceless look like. They don't use their real names. Yeah, because they don't and, want the military yeah. to track them down. Yeah, so not very many people have, like, seen their real faces or, like, know what their real names are. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, he always wears his little mask. And that's why I love in the fan art, whenever they do show his face, he has, like, the red, like, little lines. I'm like, oh, yeah, baby ghost. <laughs> I know ghost is adorable. Oh, like, yeah. Just ghost, and that's why I think they're, the like, a cute little couple. Like, I know Aubrey's, like, scary as hell, but, like, also cute it's, when it's it, in like, his normal form. Yeah. It, I, I was going to say, like, I think it's funny that they're both very soft like they're both mm-hmm. like delicate but then i was like well if you think about like hunter and eden they're they are both <laughs> not that and then i think I'm i mean really... danny and win are different yeah danny but... and win i think win is obviously gives big daddy energy big scary daddy yeah. energy and uh danny gives me energy of rake from lola and the millionaires yes yes little happy crazy psycho happy running around and like beautiful like model like, yeah like really really pretty but also kind of ditzy yeah like hee 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 yeah definitely danny and like wants to help they actually remind me a lot of each other like they want to be super helpful and you know get stuff done but also it's just <laughs> like you have no skills and you're just going to probably fuck everything up by trying to right why don't you just sit right there and we'll be back yeah but they never sit right there (laughs) they don't listen that's the one problem they never listen Uh, i have one um at 46 um i have one at 44 but go ahead no no you read your 40 you read 44 um you're gonna know exactly why honestly at 44 we got a lot of uh 
sex going on. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. Well, I have some there, but I I skipped them. Well, I just have to read this. It it pulsed wildly in reaction. Pre-cum flowing onto my stomach, (laughs) though nowhere near as much as Auri was producing. Oh, my God. Little Maine, I'm if. What is up with this pre-cum, bitch? We gotta, we gotta slow down. <laughs> the pre-cum's gotta slow. Now, in this book, it's crazy. I mean, we're talking buckets of pre-cum. Pouring buckets of pre-cum from everywhere. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I'm also, okay, you know what's even funnier? The quote I have at 46, also about cum. So, no surprise there. Oh, my gosh. We thought there was a lot of, a lot of cum in a Morning Glory milking farm. Sure, that's a lot of cum, but Aubrey's just like, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's so much. There's this one too, like, like (laughs) the line about the pre cum stringing down from his. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I never read about so much pre cum. Now, okay, here's the thing. So this one, okay, fine, sure, we can have all this pre cum, but yeah. If in the next book, if in Gloam, I am reading sex scenes and it is all pre-cum, Lily, you you're getting an Instagram DM from, from us. Congratulations. I, I know it's going to be in there. Also, it's like, okay, so that one I just read about the pre-cum flowing, that was from Ghost. Like, that was the human boy. <laughs> and I know we talked about this in the last one, but I don't know if I'm just with the defective or I'm not doing something right to, you know. To, get, to elicit to the pre-cum. <laughs> But man, you could like paint a whole wall with all this. <laughs> God, I have this one too. The apparently I had a cum fetish. That was new knowledge for me. Yeah. So like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, oh, I li- the first, <laughs> the first flood of cum almost made me choke as it hit the back of my throat with force. I swallowed hurriedly and kept sucking, desperate for all of it. My scalp tingling with delirious pleasure. God, there was so much of it. His orgasm went on and on, each spur as heavy as the last, until I was struggling to keep up, and I had to slide my mouth free to swallow. Another shot hit my chin. As I pulled my mouth free, I moaned, rubbing my mouth and chin and cheek over the sensitive, vulnerable head of Ari's cock as he continued coming, making low, desperate, (laughs) breathless sounds above me. Oh my god. The lower half of my face was covered when he finally stopped. (laughs) I mean, there's just... Also, these books where they're like gulping... Okay, I'm sorry. It does bring out like a little bit of a visceral reaction to me. I can't imagine just like chugging. (laughs) Like, step back. I think I'm going to vomit. I try to just appreciate it and move on, but it's true. There's a lot of it. I mean, we're guzzling the cum over here. That's God, <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little jump. Um, Aury has a, a little quote. Um, he's realizing that they think that he's gonna hurt someone or like okay. be dangerous, and he literally just says. Um, I don't want to hurt anyone, Aury said, his low voice sounding unsettled. I swear it. And so I think that's when I really did kind of realize that he 
had not yet hurt anyone. I think that that puts that into that perspective. Like, he would have been like, I don't mean to or something like that if he had before. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And, like, whenever Moth gets there and he's just like, Auri, Auri's here. (laughs) And then they were like, you know him? And he's like, yeah, every monster does. He's the reek. (laughs) And he's just like, you dumb motherfuckers have the reek in here. He's like, who brought the reek in this bitch? There's another one, too. He's like, I'm shaking in my panties. (laughs) (laughs) There's one, I don't know with, I don't know who... In what circumstance this happens. But I love the reference. Um, I don't know who says this either. But at 49, someone says, Besides, they're all obsessed with the soul eater, even in the cities. Let him take the flack. I love that. That is hilarious. It is so funny that they're like, uh, It's just win. Like, let him let him take it. And they don't even yeah. know him, which is even funnier. <laughs> I know. There's, um... This, this part's cute. So, you know, Moth has kind of said, like, yeah, you guys probably need to get him out of here. Um, <laughs> and then so Ghost is talking to Aubrey and he's like, but maybe it's best if you stayed out, out of Moth's way while he's here. He shouldn't be here that long, but we. And then Aubrey's like, I'm not going to hurt him. I promise. Ari's voice had an edge of raw desperation, like he thought we were going to lock him away. I swear it. Please don't. I won't. Oh. And <laughs> it's sad because he really he doesn't want to hurt anyone. Mm-mm. Like, he does and whenever he's talking about moth like i swear i won't hurt him like <laughs> and i do think he's genuine like i think true no and at this part we have never seen him so we're like yeah don't worry about yeah it. Like, don't Aubrey's don't worry gonna... about Aubrey. he's not gonna do anything he's fine like he's a little <laughs> little baby like, it's okay we... <laughs> if he gets upset i'm sure it'll be fine no it would not be fine um yeah okay i'm trying to not skip around too much but i know we've been chit-chatting for a long time about this yep, one we're good um, and, okay, so I'm skipping to 53. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Um, there's one about lilac, and I thought that was important. Um, and it's just, lilac was fast and deadly, and I knew he'd be watching her and her little pet very, very carefully. Talking about Mary. And I knew, if Mary so much as lifted a fucking finger, lilac oh, yeah, would have like, been like, boom, 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 Like, I got my machete, bitch, like, and we can- <laughs> Lilac gives me Michonne vibes from the oh, Walking Dead. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly, Michonne vibes. Totally, I yep. can so see that. Yeah. So yep. I definitely agree. But I am so pumped to read about Lilac now that I know a little more. Oh God, it's gonna be good. Yeah, I have another quote. <laughs> My okay. leaking cock. Do you know? I'm gonna start highlighting every time I see the phrase "leaking cock." I swear. I, every time. Oh, here's another it's, one. I have one at 59. Are you ready? Yep. I want you to fill me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not going to be hard. Nope. <laughs> there uh, was, um, there's a couple about... Oh, oh, this one's really funny. So this is at 61. Oh. Um, this is uh, Ghost talking to Auri, and he's like, if your species doesn't need to have sex to procreate, then why? Um, not that I'm not grateful, super grateful, but why do you have – I gesture down toward Ari's groin, my cheeks <laughs> feeling hot. The goods? After a moment of silence, Ari burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have this one too when Aury's talking about like his history as the Reek. And he says, Yes, but you know that Reeks are, that I am very strong. That meant that fights between Reeks would get very dangerous. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah, he's just talking about, I'm like, Oh, yeah, maybe he's strong. He's a good fighter. Nope. No, no. Yep. Okay. Yep. I feel like in my mind, I want to skip to that scene because I'm sure um, you have something he, good. Yeah. I just have one. Um, I was just, just one that I'll say before we skip to that. Okay. Um, so this is Ghost and Lilac talking. And Ghost is like, is that nail polish? I asked in an incredulous <gasps> voice, staring hungrily at the bright pink tips of his long bony fingers. I was unspeakably jealous. Where did you get still good nail polish from? I demanded. He yanked his hand back, stole it from Mary. He said, don't offend <laughs> He was like, he really did. He stole Mary's nail polish. He said, ha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> He's, he really did. The, okay, um, I lied. I said, I have one more, and it's also about Lilac. Um, and it's, God, I'd never been more grateful for Lilac's creepy, psych- slightly psychopathic personality. He'd successfully unnerved the hell out of Mary. Like, hell yeah. Oh, I have one. Lilac was a scrappy little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love the introducing of these characters in this book. I think that's one thing that really kept me, like, interested is because there's so many new ones that I knew were coming yeah. up. I really like that. Okay. I know we're getting to the scary part. Please tell me. Yep. Um, well, do we know what percent? Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm coming up on I it. I think it's at 70, 70, 71, 72. Okay. 72. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So this is the start of it. So the raider approaching didn't waste any time. The moment he was within reach, he cocked a fist and punched me in the side of the face, knocking my gas mask until the hard plastic slammed against my cheek and lip. Fuck. I highlighted that because I knew uh-uh. in that moment he done fucked up. Uh, you done <laughs> fucked up, Malakate. I was like, well, we're about to see it. <laughs> um, okay. So then he turns into this monster. It was frighteningly tall, easily 20 feet, towering above me. Uh, Four-foot-long barbs covered in jagged teeth jutted from the length of its spine, dark and flexing like they were eager to impale someone on them. Its skin was grayish-white and looked almost too thin over ropery muscle... Ropery? Ropey muscle (laughs) streaked with prominent dark veins. And then whenever it talks about its fucking head... Oh, God. Yeah, it sounds so scary. uh, I don't even think I highlighted it but it was it's talking about like those little goblin sharks oh yeah and like its mouth like it like it's oh my god um anyway so this is whenever he's killing people oh god um Auri grabbed a raider in each talon fist before rising into the air higher than before i choked on my own breath already dreading when i knew what was coming he was going to drop them but he didn't he didn't just drop them he flung them as hard as he could so that their bodies sailed through the air like limp rag dolls oh my god but from the corner of my eye i saw him literally scrape the inviscerated remains of a raider off his palm onto a bent sheet of metal oh my god oh my god <laughs> And I cannot, like, the terror. The terror. Yeah, and everyone's just screaming. And, like, it makes it worse that he comes into this camp. I'm pretty sure one of the raiders' names was Sunny. And, I mean, Ghost greeted her. Like, yeah. they had had a good relationship prior. Yeah. And then, I mean, he, she, <laughs> and he then watches she, them. She fucking did. Get, he, he just kills them. 
God, that's so crazy. And then, oh, here's a good one. In moments, his shredded wing was whole again. Auri let out a deep, ground-shaking sigh as both wings rose, flexed, and stretched out to their full width, which was mind-bogglingly huge. His yeah. wingspan had to be at least 60 feet. Yeah, that's uh, a big uh, motherfucker. Uh, 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 that's like a six-story building. A six-story building. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. My house is I, not 60 feet long. Yeah. And so after, uh, you know, Aori kind of turns back. And I can only imagine how traumatizing this is for a Ghost. Because he has to sit there and, like, talk talk to him forever. Yeah. And, like, comment, like talk about, like, just normal shit. And then once he does turn back, uh, Aori's like, Gage, please, I'm sorry. And <laughs> Ghost is like, we need to move, I said flatly. And then uh, Aori's like, you mean everything to me? And uh, goes like, stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the only like little part right there where I'm like, yes, appropriate. I like that. Uh, And then it immediately goes into not appropriate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yep. And then like, okay, let's just keep in mind that quote I just read is at 74%. At 76%, rested my hands on his naked chest and leaned up to kiss him. Ari's lips clung to mine, reluctant to stop as he kissed me back with aching desperation, like he'd been scared he'd never been able to again. Why are we making out literally not 2% (laughs) after he done killed over 100 innocent people? I love Auri, but that is fucked up. It is. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's really fucked up. <laughs> and then, same, 76%. Same 76 I meant what I said before. I still mean it. I told him voice thick. I love you. Whatever happens, we'll be together. I won't. I'll make sure of it. Okay, I think we're having a trauma response right here that Word. we need to talk about. Word. Because- we need to dissect this a minute. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, that's... And so I think that's very valid for a trauma response. I think so. Although it's never talked about. Like it's never brought up. And Mm -hmm. only later on does Moth say like, hey, I know that he killed that whole camp. And even then, like it's not talked about. Like Like they're still like, but it's fine. We just will leave it. It's okay. I know. Like like, Anchor never figures that out. They lie about it. They say that they were already like decimated before they came in. Which is crazy. Um, I do have one at 78, which goes with that same, like, interaction there. And I thought it was funny because this was the second, I think maybe the second time I heard this analogy in this book. But his own dick was at an iron bar on his stomach. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> glistening with pre-cum. What? Even more spilling down his side and onto the table beneath him. Stop it. That's yeah. too much. Too much pre-cum. Too much pre-cum. Use your tongue, he begged. You don't get to beg for shit. You just killed a million people. You don't get to tell him to use use his fucking <laughs> tongue. Who the fuck do you think you are, bitch? Like, I uh, just I love cannot. you. I was, oh, my God. So, I don't... Is there is there something significant you'd like to share from the ending? Um, Let's see. I have the part where that kid gets killed by the military guys. Um, Oh. Yeah. And then Aori wipes him out. He's straight up like, peace out, bitch. I'm going to kill them all. And then kills them all. 
Oh, yeah. And I, this is whenever they come back to the camp. And I mean, Auri dips right after they come back to the camp. He's like, obviously, I can't stay here, but I want you to be with your little human friends and live your little human life. Right. And so Ghost is like, I need to go find him. I need to go find him. And Lilac says, Ari will be fine. Um, and he's still trying to leave. And Lilac's like, I'm not letting you go out there, no matter how much of a fit you throw, so give up. And Lilac is, in this section of the book, I'm obsessed so good. with Lilac. So good. Like, he really just, like, stays, like, stays with ghosts. And, like, he goes out and looks, like, even though he knows, like, this is pointless, like, we're not going to find Ari. He goes out there with ghosts and looks for him. He stays in his little room with him. He brings him food. It's so sweet. Like, Ghost even takes his mask off around him. Lilac paints his nails. It's so cute. (laughs) I was like, this is adorable. And he whittles him. Oh, so Lilac loves, like, whittling little wood things. Yes, little figurines. And he whittled him a little owry. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the wings is damaged, and it's so precious. He literally put it down. He said, if you ever talk about this... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how, how I'm sure I have highlighted. I have I do. But he's like, I'm gonna go get you food. I'm gonna leave this here. And when I come back, you, we are not gonna talk. Here about it is. I, I can read it. It says, I've left something for you on the nightstand, but it's not a big deal. And when I come back, I don't want you to mention it. I frowned oh, looking I up from good. my book. What? But he had already slipped out of the room. I looked over at the nightstand and froze when I saw the little wooden figurine on it with big wings, one damaged. <laughs> yeah. This will say it. I have a lot, but, bro, this (laughs) this fucking book. Yeah. I do, oh. I I have a lot with him and Moth talking about, like, all the shit that happened. Me too. Um, I guess, honestly, it's it's pretty sweet. You know, they work through some things right there. Yeah, and kind of navigate that. Yeah. Um, I do. Oh, Moss eyed. Well, it doesn't matter now anyway. He sounded so sad. And for a moment that I felt guilty over how he disliked him. And Moth is really like, doesn't matter. I mean, why is it that I kind of like low key still ship Moth? <laughs> I know it's wrong. I'm just going to wait for God. And I know in the beginning of Moss's book, he's going to be such an asshole for a while. But I know, but I just love like. I love him. And I think I'm going to love his relationship with who he ends up with more. Yeah. I love, and I love Charlie. Bro, so. I am so excited to get to that book. Is that our next one? After mm. Gloam? Uh, after Gloam. Oh my God. Yeah. I got to, I got to get back into Gloam. We, we've been reading two books at a time, so my brain's been like fried. Um, So there was one, I don't want to skip too far. 93, is that too far? Is that Okay. That's fine. Okay. So it's right after Auri saves Ghost from after he falls off the wall. Um, and someone asks, like, what happened? And Lilac, Lilac gave a tiny shrug and fragile hope bloomed in my chest. No idea. His voice was emotionless as always. Auri flew down to save Ghost before he hit the ground. His green eyes cut to Cutter because Cutter pushed him off the wall. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Lilac's basically like, this is a death sentence, and I will give it. Like, yeah, he knows. I have one, I have a random quote highlighted at 96%. I can't remember 
figure out the context of this. Okay. Um, black and fingertips twitching when they saw me. One of the last telliths. And at ninety six. Uh, yeah. What? When did we see it? When did we see one of them in this book? I mean, we had to have because I have highlighted. Hang but on. I don't remember. Oh, that. oh. It was when um, it was when Wynn let out let out Owry. Oh, yeah, because he's recalling that it's at the very okay. end. It's a chapter from Owry's point of view. Um, gotcha. Kind of like the same that happened in in Eden's book. Um, yeah. But there's a couple of things right there where, um, like, oh my god, this is wow. Humans could die so easily, but the reek chose its death. Our bodies didn't fail. The life seed didn't die. When we were done with mm-hmm. living, we simply allowed the earth to take us back to use our body for new life. When Gage's human life came to an end, I would follow him. I knew it deep in the core of me already. There was no question. He was my mate. Yeah, that's one of the last ones I have, too. Come on. Oh, my God. Because that's how they work. They just kind of... And he's just saying, yeah, well... However long he's here, however long I'm here, I'm good with that. I also love the um, Lily Maine's commentary at the end of the book. Do you have any of that highlighted? Um, I don't think I do. So I have <laughs> um, after. So when I think when actually comes after this, the novella, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're not like I don't think we'll do. Um, a pot on that quite yet we'll probably lump that one in with the shorts um because i don't think we really really need it right now um yes i mean it, it would be good in order but i do think that it's okay without it right now but i have a quote from lily main at the end um and it's after danny and Wynn's novella uh parentheses which i am already halfway through it's going to be rig's story which is gloam and that's already yeah. out and then she puts some questions. She puts, why doesn't the big gray dude speak? Or does he? What's under that cage? Why is Mary the actual worst? <laughs> Mary's the actual worst. She fucking sucks, man. <laughs> and my thing is, like, we could have ended that bitch in, like, two seconds. Why didn't we? Right. I'm why little... didn't we fucking kill her? I think it's because of because of Gloom. I think that's why well, they didn't. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of reasons. I, like, raiders don't want, like, another enemy, you know. But it would have been, like, that would have just been, like, doo doo done <laughs> i also have one other thing and then we can wrap this bad boy up okay. um it's from the index and it's it's unknown and then it says um 007 at the military's nebraska base and then it says tall slender humanoid species non-gender specific pale gray angular yet flat face with alien-like features and big dark eyes Observed by Danny in book one, standing in the center of their cell, unmoving. We know who that is, bitch. <laughs> Motherfucking Seraph. Well, that one, I don't think that one's the description of Seraph. I think it is. Because he described him as being tall, dark, leathery skin with a bunch of eyes. Not because he has a bunch of eyes. I feel like it's got to be him, though. Mm, I mean, it could be. That wasn't the description that was given in, like, the first book of him. The thing that the tall, slender, humanoid species, non-gender specific. I I don't know. It didn't say, like, that wasn't in the description. It could still be him. But I would think, what did it say about the eyes on that one? It says big, dark eyes, but I'm wondering if 
Oh, I think that's going to be someone else. Do you think maybe the other ones are closed? Well, I don't know why, like, because in the first book it gives, like, the description of he had, a, like, a bunch of eyes all over his head. So I don't know why I wonder this what one number that one that. would be. It said whatever number it was in, in the beginning. I don't remember maybe what we'll it was, Maybe we'll have to go back though. and look. Because I definitely, I was reading in the, in the I was index. reading in, I was also reading in the index. <laughs> There's a, I already forget what their name is. But so, like, in lore, the, what, what are they? Lore Mortic. It's not Mortic. It's uh, whatever species that is. There's one of those held in the um, base too that he that Danny sees. Oh, the blue. So they, yeah, it's one of the blue people, but they're not all all blue. So I think some of them are kind of gray. So that might be what maybe that, that one too. Is. That's what, that's interesting. I wonder. I need, I feel like I want to go back and read all the index because I need yeah. to. Because that, what I just read is in the index of when. Uh, and because it says that Danny saw them at the at the, mil- at the military base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look at the numbers because I want to compare those. Um, okay. Sorry this was so long. Um, yep. I knew it was going to be this long. <laughs> um, we had a lot to say about this. So. Um, yep. I'm dying to get out of this chair and get off these headphones. <laughs> <laughs> We've been sitting for a while. But. Um, that being said, what's our next? What do we have next? What is um, I think we might read Taken by. What is that? Taken by the Dark Elf King. Wait a minute, but I don't think that's what's going to come next. What, what's the next one then? I don't know. I think that's what we had planned next. But I. Uh, are we sure it's not the Invisible Life of Addie Larue? No, because we were going to do Taken by the Dark Elf King, Gloam, and then The Invisible Life of Addie Lou. Well, God, I got to start some other books then. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, fuck. All right, guys. So I really don't know what we're well, doing. Well, and also we're going to – also the the next one might be um, – we might do a, like, bonus – a bonus episode of like content that's not that's not really about a book yeah so maybe we'll do that and we'll let you guys know what's going to come after that um yeah but we hope you enjoyed this one if you haven't dove into the monstrous series and you made it this far in the podcast then fucking read it what are you doing so yeah read it let's go this yeah. is fun it's so definitely these are fun good time. so actually speaking of which i'm gonna go read gloom um ah uh, yeah i am in the middle of like three books right now and i need to finish at least one of them <laughs> same i gotta quit rotating between books um but we hope you guys enjoyed this one um thank you for tuning in yeah and we'll see y'all well we won't see ya, but you'll hear us <laughs> next week <laughs> all right goodbye bye